Welcome, everybody. This is the Discovery Podcast tonight. Uh, tonight we're going to be talking about the power of emotional awareness, part two, of shame and vulnerability. Go ahead, uh, Ray. Take the mic. Thank you, Paul. So recently I've read a book by an author named Brene Brown. She's done a TED Talk that has gotten the most, I believe it's at the top of the list of the most views for her TED Talk on vulnerability, the power of vulnerability. As I was going through my exploration of emotions and emotional awareness, like we discussed a few episodes back, I started looking for more resources and came across her book. The book is called Daring Greatly, and I wasn't aware that it was going to speak right to me right off the gate, but when she started to talk about shame, it struck a chord in me. She talks about shame as a feeling of not being enough, so feeling not enough. And there's so many different techniques that people use to manage their life whenever they feel shame. Some of those can be avoidance tactics. Some of them can be like numbing, using drugs, or there's other ways to numb as well, like distractions. Some people may have never touched a drug in their life, but they watch every Netflix series that comes out, so much so that they have trouble pursuing any goals or developing any relationships. So it's interesting to see at the root of this sort of behavior is almost always shame, some feeling of not being good enough. She broke down, which was also interesting for me, the definitions of guilt, shame, humiliation, and embarrassment. Guilt being the feeling that you did something wrong. So that's pretty straightforward. But the clear separation is guilt is feeling that your actions, something you did, could have been better. You made a mistake. You did something that hurt someone, and you feel accountable and responsible for that action. Whereas shame is feeling like you are wrong. You are a bad person. Something is wrong with you. And I I hadn't always thought of that clear distinction between the two. Humiliation is whenever something externally causes you embarrassment, causes you to feel put down or put on the spot. For example, if a teacher was to call you out and say, you got that answer wrong. You must not have been studying. You're the worst student in the class. Everyone else has got better grades than you. That could lead to a, a feeling of humiliation. But 
the distinction there is that you're aware that it's an external situation. You might feel bad, but you can rationalize that, wow, this teacher really singled me out and was harsh in his criticism, and, you know, that hurt me. But it isn't shame until you start to have internal dialogue, like maybe he's right. I'll never get it together. I've always been the worst in my group. Even my parents said that I wouldn't ever succeed, things like that. So I hadn't I hadn't always recognized or confronted that that was a feeling that I experienced and led to a lot of my self-sabotaging. There's a lot of connections that I'm making in that department to self-sabotage because understandably, if you feel that something is wrong with you, you're not enough, you're not a good person, something is affecting your perception of self, your self-image, then there's conflict whenever you're trying to pursue or attain some goal and then something in the back of your mind is always nagging at you saying, you don't deserve that. You're not worth this outcome. And it all traces back to shame, some some sort of shame. I'd done an exercise the other day, I think she mentioned, but the, the main one she mentioned to combat feelings of shame, she called it shame resilience. And she also points out that everyone experiences shame at some point. The difference between people who are overcome by it, who are enslaved by it, and the people who lead healthy lives in spite of it is shame. They have a degree of shame resilience. It's the ability to put shame in its place and to talk realistically with yourself and not allow those thought loops to continue on and on where something's always creeping in and saying, you don't deserve that. You're not good enough. If your parents weren't there, why do you think anyone else would stick around? Things like that. And one of those tools is gratitude. And it makes sense because she talks about scarcity mindset being connected to shame. And just like we talked about the other day about societal programming, one of the tools that society uses is to always kind of hang that carrot. You know, the carrot is dangling from that stick, and it says to get this car, get this house, have this job, have these sort of material possessions in order to be enough. We're in a society that that hasn't, for a long time, it hasn't embraced a sense of a person being enough as they are, and then the achievements are separate. It almost ties the two together, that you're only enough when you make this much money. You're only worthy in society if you have a nice car, if you – in social media, we talk a lot about that, being one of the culprits of that societal 
programming, but social social media enforces that a great deal. People post themselves in all these propped up scenarios, curated media that says, look at me at my best, but people often take that as this is how everyone else's lives have turned out, but that don't feel like my life. So we're we're trying to emulate in our personal reality something that is only picked out for the attention. People are selecting what they want to share because they think it will get the most approval. And that programs us, if we're not careful, to believe that we're not enough the way that we are, especially if you've experienced traumas and things like that that make you more susceptible to it. So that's a a very toxic formula for disaster if those conditions align. But from that scarcity mindset, feeling like there's not enough, feeling like you have to guard what you have or else you're going to lose it, someone's going to take it, et cetera, et cetera, a strong counter to that is practicing gratitude. So to remind yourself every day what you're grateful for kind of flies in the face of the deep-rooted feelings of scarcity and not enough. It's hard to feel not enough, and it's hard to think that there is not enough whenever you're constantly reminding yourself of what you're grateful for. And 